0: Hello everybody, welcome or welcome back to b and the Anime, I am Blue, that's Brad, he's that way for me, I still have no idea where he ends up.
1: <laughs> Dad, you know what, it's fine, I'm fine, we're all fine, who we're knows? Fine. Uh,
0: and today we're going to be discussing the Apothecary Diaries, but before we get into that, you may notice something a little bit different.
1: Yeah. Even if you're
0: on audio, you may notice something a little bit different.
1: Audio's wonky because Blue Moved.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I'm in a room right now that has very little furniture in it and, like, no rug or anything. So it's, like, a hardwood floor with big walls that are just, like, blank. Um, And you're on a glass desk right now. Oh, lovely. (laughs) Yeah. So if you're echoey, that's why. I do have my sound booth there but a sample's can only do so much until it's overpowered by the echo so please bear with me we're in a transition process right now but at least we have proper lighting a fairly decent background like we're getting somewhere
1: we gotta we gotta get you a custom one of those
0: yeah to match. yeah i need a b&b background <laughs> right now it's just a blue background
1: but you know what? Big fan. Big, big fan.
0: I do have some big. some anime friends that have come with.
1: Yeah! It's fine. It's all fine. We're all here for it.
0: Yeah! <clears throat> also, my art supplies are in the background, so if you're wondering what that is, these are all my pencils that are color-coordinated. You're welcome for that visual pleasure. Except this one isn't color-coordinated because they are pastel pencils that are not like real pencils. So, they're,
1: they're I've all got, together. I've got paint back there.
0: Nice. I got, I got lots of paints. I was gonna pull out a huge tub of paints, but I don't. Oh, are you ready for the most satisfying thing in the world? This Let's is see. my travel pencil case.
1: Wow, fancy!
0: Right, look at those beautiful colored pencils, all in their roll. Tell so me nice. you're
1: an art student without telling me you're an art student.
0: <laughs> I figured as a paint guy, you'd appreciate that.
1: Oh, I I very, very much do. <laughs> Big fan of that.
0: Yeah. Whenever you I first sent
1: me guy. the photo of your art stuff, I saw that and I was like, is that like a custom dice tray, dice holder thing? <laughs> oh, that
0: would be sick. <laughs> because no. I,
1: I'm totally not like, still D&D brained or anything like that. Totally not, not trying I, to
0: come up with an entire
1: pencils. fictional world and fictional economy. It's totally not some shit I'm currently <laughs> trying to do. Uh, I
0: don't think I have enough colored pencils.
1: No, definitely not. Absolutely not.
0: I think I need a few more.
1: Big fan. (laughs) But
0: yeah. um, Speaking of two people with it, well, yeah, never mind. Don't worry about me. (laughs) (laughs) No. I'm half asleep. I got up like really early today because I went to bed kind of early, but then I got up early and now i'm like thrown off because i had like a a good sleep but an early sleep and so now Mm -hmm. like normally around this time i'm like feeling real good about the day but right now i'm like winding down you know i
1: was (laughs) i was partially concerned because whenever i got up to go to church this morning i checked discord to clear out my notifications because fuckers be popping off during the night because i have groups of friends that are beyond night owls (laughs) <laughs> and I saw the uh, yellow moon icon on your thing, and I was like, the fuck is she doing up this early?
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I, I'm i not an early riser, and even if I am, I'm not, like, active online until, like, at least 2 p.m. Like, <laughs> I don't... I mean, it,
1: it really is an act of Congress for me to, like, get anything from you until the afternoon.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I, I just don't... I can't socialize until afternoon at least. And of course there's a two hour <laughs> time difference between us. So it's like, Brad will, like message me at like 10 his time. I get it at eight my time and I respond at like 3 PM my time. So he gets it at 5 PM his. It's like just waiting the whole day to respond. It's like, I don't mean anything by it. I just don't function until then.
1: It's fine. I don't, <laughs> I don't take anything from it. You know, it's like everybody knows that person to where if they're, you know, if there's a gun to their head and it's like, hey, message this person. If they don't respond back in a certain amount of time, then you die. It's like, ah, I know who I can't text.
0: Yeah, don't, don't text me. <laughs> yeah. No, I won't, I won't get back to you. Sorry.
1: <laughs> it's fine. Uh,
0: yeah, I've come to no, expect I'm this.
1: I've known that. you for so long now. So it, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've
0: had friends before that will contact my mom because they know that they will get to me through her more than they will ever get (laughs) to me via me.
1: You know what makes sense? I can I can one hundred percent see that. Mm -hmm. I will say the interactions I've had with your mom, she does get back to me in a timely
0: manner. Yeah, my mom's worked in administration for like her whole working career, so if there's one thing that she can do, it's answer the phone. And I'm
1: like, I mean, hey, no. It takes all kinds, you know. There, there's like a whole household dynamic, so that mm-hmm. that makes sense. I'm I'm usually good about responding, unless I'm just busy at that particular mm-hmm. moment. But otherwise, like my biggest thing is that I hate notifications, mm-hmm. so I got to keep that shit clear. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot function if there's a big ass red number over any of my folders that are very Mm -hmm. stupidly named but you know what it's fine it's all fine
0: yeah i don't like notifications either but that just it doesn't mean that i'm gonna get to them it means that i'll just turn them off
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean my phone's either on vibrate or uh loud depending on whether or not mm. i want to hear anime tones whenever i'm text or, not, <laughs> or how much i want right to annoy those around silence me.
0: yeah not even vibrate
1: no oh, look at you go
0: i know just like muted to the world
1: i mean hey you know what you gotta you gotta shut yourself away at times it's fine
0: mm. or constantly <laughs>
1: <laughs> i wish i could shut myself away constantly shut myself off from the world completely
0: We'll just go find a cabin somewhere and just hang
1: out. I was thinking the same motherfucking thing. (laughs) Oh, we're on the same wavelength.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we are.
1: I'm very tired. I did a three and a half mile hike today.
0: That's why. Health journey begins. Yay. How's your knee?
1: uh knees fine cool. um it's the it's the rest of my body that i'm worried about yeah
0: your back's okay
1: yeah. uh for now whenever i go lay mm-hmm. down it may yell at me but i haven't mm-hmm. laid down yet so we'll we'll uh, we'll see how it goes whenever that time comes around
0: yeah
1: but back's fine knees fine it's just um torso area that you know that's what i've been dealing with pretty much since christmas so mm-hmm. I guess my body's like, "Okay, we realize you have these other ailments, but for now, we'll uh we'll let you focus on the main ones that are bothering you. Your back mm-hmm. and your knees." Cuz since those I guess constantly hurt, like your brain just kind of becomes numb to them in a way. Yeah. So it's like, "I know they're there, but it's just it's not what's most prominent <laughs> right mm-hmm. now." Oh, but it's fine. Doctor's appointment this week was very very strange. <laughs> yeah not gonna not gonna talk about everything that happened <laughs> but i was one very um very uncomfortable boy
0: fair enough yeah, okay <laughs> i don't know a lot of people that i consider themselves to be particularly comfortable during doctor's appointments
1: oh this was oh boy i called walker <laughs> after the fact and i was i was emotionally distraught oh no <laughs> i was like oh no oh no 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 no." (laughs) but we're 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 on the road to recovery maybe i don't know we'll see uh i've lost 11 pounds in two weeks so that's a plus
0: (laughs) yay
1: yeah so that was the that was the one major update because we went through everything we're going over everything and i'll i'll be completely honest here i don't give a shit uh i was put on blood pressure medication because you know Mm -hmm. i'm a big boy and so therefore elevated blood pressure comes with that and i'd always heard growing up you know once you're put on blood pressure medication you're kind of on blood pressure medication for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. but i was talking to the my doctor about it i was like hey so listen let's uh let's be real for a moment uh how permanent of a situation is this uh, blood pressure medication? Mm-hmm. She's like, well, I'll put it to you like this. You've already shown me what you can do in two weeks, obviously, with having lost the weight that you have. So you mm-hmm. keep doing what you're doing. And once we get you down to a comfortable weight, then we can take you off of it. I was like, Cool. Thanks, Doc. That's exactly what I need to hear. I don't know what a comfortable weight is. I have no clue what that's going to be, but Mm. I guess we'll see.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's one of those hard things because like people's bodies are so different and like Mm -hmm. weight is such a um, (laughs) flexible scale because like two people that are both like 300 pounds can look completely different, you know? Like somebody Mm -hmm. can be 300 pounds of pure muscle and they're like a gym bro. They're, you know, huge and, and very like active with their life. Drink 25 smoothies filled with protein powder a day, you know? And then another person can look completely different from that and have a very like non-active lifestyle. And so Mm -hmm. like those goals of weight, I think are Good for giving a person a visual goal that they can kind of target. Like it's a good way to to measure for just like a regular person, but I don't think they necessarily tell the whole picture for like a professional that's actually calculating everything. So like you'd be like, ah, you know, I gotta lose £20, and if I lose £20, then you know, I can come off whatever medication or I can do whatever. And Sometimes a doctor would be like, actually, no, because this other result that I was hoping would change with the weight loss or the weight gain hasn't changed. And so I still need you to keep working at your health to be able to change this other thing. It was just like a way for you to have an attainable goal, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Well, and the thing about it is like we didn't set expectations for anything like that. I know Mm -hmm. what expectations I have for myself. So I think total, I need okay. to lose somewhere in the vicinity of, I'd say personally about a hundred pounds, give or take. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like a lot. I know, but I'm big boy. So mm. <laughs> I, I definitely have that to lose, but ultimately I want to get down to like the 260 ish area. Mm-hmm. I feel like anything less than that and I will not be recognizable (laughs) because I'm very broad. Like I'm Mm -hmm. 6'4", very heavy. (laughs) Not going to get into accurate scale amounts here, but very heavy. But all of my weight is literally centered on my midsection. Mm -hmm. I carry my weight incredibly well. I don't know if it's just genetics or me being tall. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But just all the weight sits in my midsection. So that's just where it all needs to come from.
0: So, mm-hmm. yeah, but that's
1: the that's pretty much just the main uh, concern now. So and then I guess we'll revisit the whole blood pressure thing around that time, because I probably won't ask until mm-hmm. I get somewhere close to like the 260 ish area, because that's probably whenever I would feel the most comfortable doing that because obviously i'm taking the medication because it's good for my health Mm -hmm. so that's probably whenever i would probably feel the most comfortable doing that so we'll we'll see but yeah i'm moving in the right direction so who's the who's to know what else uh, 2024 has to you know show and tell but we'll uh we'll get there we do it i got (laughs) so much more shit to get done between now and japan (laughs)
0: yeah it'd be nice to not have to for either of us to have to worry about being injured or taking medication or whatever when we're in Japan like we can just like close that door and just have fun for the duration of the trip even if we have to like pick back up again when we're back home but like for the duration of the trip it would be nice to be in a position of our health to where we can kind of relax for while we're there
1: That's, that's pretty much my whole line of thinking. Like, Mm -hmm. I, you know, everything kind of goes out the window (laughs) during that trip. Like... I whatever dieting I'm doing at that particular time goes out the window because fuck that I'm on vacation and it's a Mm -hmm. vacation that I've been looking forward to for many many years decades especially yeah yeah, especially since you know we began our friendship like it's just been one of those things that I've looked forward to even more Mm -hmm. and now that we've like set a you know approved time of when we're gonna go and Start piecing all that together. It's just kind mm-hmm. of one of those things where it's just like, oh, yeah, this is real. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want as far as like dieting and stuff like that goes because when are we going to go back?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Saying like, that like any- we
1: can't go back any other time after that. <laughs> it's one
0: and done. We're not going back again. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but like even just getting to a point with both of our health to where we can reliably, you know, spend all day in Japan running around, you know, getting like 50 fucking thousand steps in or whatever for the day. And then being able to get up the next day and do it all over again. Like that's kind of my health goal when it comes to that is obviously having this dealt with so I can have two arms would be great. But, um, But another thing would just be to like have that stamina to be able to do everything that I want to do in a day and then not come back and feel too exhausted to then do everything I want to do the next day as well. You know?
1: Yeah. That's the, that's the main thing. And that's why, you know, I went with uh, Walker to the gym and did that hike today Mm. is to kind of like start getting myself back there. Honestly, I thought that hike was going to go much worse for me because Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) Three and a half miles going from doing basically nothing outside of just the regular work I do during the day, which Mm -hmm. isn't the easiest work in the world, but also it's not that hard either. I guess for me, since I'm used to it, but
0: yeah, that's a 5k uh, like you just like,
1: yeah, and it was like it was at a steady pace Mm -hmm. too. like I'd say got somewhere in the vicinity of uh, eight 9000 steps in which is Mm -hmm. almost a third Of what Mm -hmm. we would probably be doing in Japan. Like, I think from videos that I've seen, like an Mm -hmm. average tourist day in Japan is like 25,000 steps. Yeah. So it's baby steps, but I want to reliably get to that point to where Mm -hmm. I can get that many steps in and be okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Cause I, I used to do that in the city a lot. Like I, I obviously worked on my feet all day and then walked everywhere but like since coming back home again obviously I had surgery and then recovery and now I'm in the middle of the prairies which is very different from like your city travel and so like you just drive everywhere and you don't walk the same way that you would do in the city and so I've gone from like you know minimum of like 10,000 steps a day to like 500 like you know like you, you just don't walk um at here and so that's that's something that I I've been like getting at myself as well of like I want to be able to build up that stamina because even like with traveling stuff even if you're not like on your even if you're not walking all the time like you take transit or whatever you're still standing for a lot of it like if you're ever waiting in line for anything or you know you're getting up and down constantly so even if you're not doing the amount of steps that you would expect you're still like you know doing a lot of other stuff like you're still exhausting yourself in other ways and so i'm like yeah, yeah i i just want to be able to be like healthy enough to not feel like i'm like missing out on anything
1: to the trip mm-hmm. you know oh uh, 100 mm-hmm. because that was that's kind of one of the things that i was talking to walker about it's like i want to go and you know whatever we have set out for the day, like I want to be able to do it. And then the next day be able to do that. Yeah. I don't want to have to go spend a day walking around Tokyo, you know, getting a shit ton of steps in and Then the next day be like, no.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then Unless we, we just decide we thing. want a
1: lazy day and then, yeah, yeah like that's totally different. fine. Like that's,
0: that's but, different of us like choosing to spend our time that way, as opposed to feeling like we have to spend our time that way. Yeah. Mm hmm
1: because it is it one of those things like i've said it before like i want no regrets mm-hmm. with this trip so i want to make sure like we're able to go and do and see everything that we want to go and do and see mm-hmm. regardless of what it is or anything like that because i mean i i've never cared for a lazy day for anything so you know whatever it is though just you know giggles
0: Yeah yeah i feel like we should plan the um onsen like right in the middle of the trip
1: <laughs> oh it's guaranteed like a recovery yeah, like yeah. A recovery
0: day in the middle we go to the onsen
1: <laughs> recovery day or two like just be pampered for a couple yeah. of days chill yeah. it'll be fine <laughs>
0: go spend it overnight in an onsen have two nice days either side and then get back into the craziness of travel <laughs>
1: Oh, that was the thing. Like, I was looking at private onsens, and I mean, like, they are on the expensive side, but also, who gives a shit? I'll ball out.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where it, it's worth it to do it on a once-in-a-lifetime trip. Like, come on. Yeah,
1: because, I mean, like, we've we've discussed, like, taking multiple trips over there, but, like, mm-hmm. this is the big one. Like, it's not, like, yeah. you know, let's get out and do as much as we possibly can so that that way, mm-hmm. like, after that, we can... I guess be a little bit more specific for when we go like whether it's cherry blossom seasons that way we can like plan trips around like the cherry blossoms and tours and stuff like mm-hmm. that or a ski trip although I regret agreeing to that but here we are.
0: <laughs> I, I will eventually get you on either skis or a snowboard it's happening because Japan has the most snow out of any country in the entire world and I'm going so you have to come with.
1: Hey I, I, look I told you already like I agreed. that I would go. It's just we got to do cherry blossoms first. (laughs) Yes.
0: No, I I actually, I'm fully down with you for that because I feel like after we've done the first trip and we kind of know where we want to then explore further, like we've had our little tasters of what we like and where we want to like spend more time and really focus our energy on a space. Then when we come back in tourist season, we're able to be like, okay, so that's where I want to go this is the time period that i want to go you know like i want to experience this exact thing and this is worth the tourist crowds this is not worth the tourist crowds like we'll kind of have a much better idea about it Mm -hmm. yeah
1: it's also like if we because when we go it'll basically be off season or like towards Mm -hmm. the end of tourist season yeah, So we'll we'll be able to have the time to find like holes in the wall and stuff mm-hmm. like that of like little mom and pop shops that we would want to, you know, visit whenever we come back. So that way we kind of have staples of things that we can do whenever we're in those areas to like get away and go do these things.
0: Mm-hmm. Which I think is crazy because like we're planning on going in autumn, which is the time when the Japanese maples change color, like all their leaves change color and they tend to like beautiful autumn shades. And I'm like, how is that end of season? To me, that's like such a stunning part of their nature. I know they have the sakura season in spring, but like Japanese maples are also a world-renowned plant. Like them in autumn is that, I mean, maybe it's just because I'm a Canadian. So like yeah, I'm like all about that <laughs> maple. But Like, like I don't know. I feel like that should, it, it, it's one of the, like I've, the pictures that you see of Japan in autumn are stunning.
1: I guess it just depends on like which part of the island you're at as well. That kind of dictates that. Mm-hmm. Cause I think towards the end of October, which is when we were looking at going mm-hmm. the um like the Northern part of the island has a lot of snow and it's mm-hmm. cooler during those time periods on like the Southern parts of the Island towards mm-hmm. like Tokyo and all of that, but it's still not cold mm-hmm. per se that nothing is cold for you <laughs> compared to the climate that you're used to. True. So we could probably go there in winter and you'd be like, yeah, shorts and t-shirt. Let's go.
0: Yeah. Just a wild Canadian.
1: <laughs> Don't mind me, guys. I'm just doing my thing. Just
0: eating the boot. No worries. <laughs>
1: Oh, while I'm sitting here and we've got snow this past fucking week and I'm like, I hate everything. It's too (laughs) fucking cold.
0: It's not too bad right now, I don't think.
1: I was gonna say, what is the what is the weather there right now?
0: It is minus fifteen. Sixteen. I don't know what that is in Freedom Units.
1: Uh hang on, I'll tell you. Uh basically it is uh seven.
0: 10k winds. High humidity. 81% humidity. No wonder I'm feeling. It always gets colder when it's damp.
1: That makes sense.
0: Yeah. I don't have a it feels like today, though. Oh, no, I do. It feels like minus 18.
1: I mean, that's not too much of a difference, at the very least.
0: No, it's snowing, so it's always warmer when it's snowing. It's due to snow tomorrow as well.
1: That, that literally makes no sense to me.
0: <laughs> Think of the clouds as, like, a blanket. Like, I guess the equivalent Uh is like, if you have a cappuccino with the foam on top, the liquid stays warmer underneath. But if you have just a regular cup of coffee, like, you know how the foam's cold when it touches your top lip, but the coffee underneath is hot? Same thing with clouds. Uh But like a regular cup of coffee, it's just going to evaporate quicker. It doesn't have that blanket on top. So the snow snow clouds um, keep the warmth from the earth sandwiched together and they stop the wind from being able to carry any heat that the ground's emitting or the houses or whatever are emitting, stops it from carrying it away. So open skies are colder.
1: All right. You have taught me science that Sinku did not.
0: Except if it's really hot, then then clouds can make it. But clouds, but you know, like, I think it happens when it's really hot as well because you you get, like, stuffy and sticky and hot when it's cloudy and it's really, really hot.
1: Yeah, that's i don't know i guess all of that's just humidity based mm-hmm. so humidity definitely has a lot to do with it for sure
0: mm-hmm.
1: but i mean hey at least on the Brad side it looks like it's getting above freezing for y'all this week from what i can see
0: well your version about freezing for me it's kind of still uh, we have one oh, i th- mean thursday we have oh no yeah no there's a couple days where it's getting above freezing what's going on it's january yeah. global warming this is january i was
1: gonna say tuesday thursday friday and saturday i mean hell it seems like after thursday it's gonna at least get above zero for you
0: (laughs) friday i still have minus temps according to
1: apple anyway
0: next monday tuesday it's gonna be six degrees celsius on next monday
1: all y'all shit's about to melt yeah Y'all are going to be able to take the dogs for a walk this week. Look at that.
0: It's still freezing overnight, so the, those roads are going to be slick.
1: Yeah, I found out about that this week. It was not a fun time.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah, if they're not quick about salting those roads, then they're, it'll melt during the day, freeze overnight, and you, black ice, that's not a, a real time. thing. It's a real yeah.
1: danger. It, 100%. We, uh, we learned yeah. that the hard way.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, my biggest tip if you're a truck driver, specifically like a, like a F-150 kind of truck, not like a lorry kind of truck, well, even those kinds of trucks, but you probably know this by then if you're one of those truck drivers, um, way down your back end, toolbox, sandbags, whatever you got, way down your back end, that like heaviness in your cab and the lightness in your tail, if you're on black eyes on that, you're, you're a fucking, what are those?
1: you're a teacup at disney you know you're just spinning around
0: i was i was thinking the beyblade
1: oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, <laughs> that, that's more accurate to what we do here yeah Beyblade.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i kept thinking Yu-Gi-Oh, and i was like what this is so wrong
1: <laughs> definitely not Yu-Gi-Oh! yugioh to oh
0: Anyway, we've been talking for half an hour and haven't done anything anime, so let's bring it into the anime world.
1: I mean, hey, you brought the segue in with Beyblades. That's, that's good.
0: <laughs> I'm surprised that a Beyblade meme hasn't been made where it's like a girlfriend who's a sword.
1: There's an isekai called Reincarnated as a Sword, so it's like, there, there's something. There.
0: <laughs> Somebody can put that together. Somebody can make a sick meme out of that. The anime and Beyblades... There's, there's a meme there somewhere
1: somewhere somebody somewhere will find that Some, if you're listening to this find to. it
0: <laughs> find it make a meme out of it tag us in it
1: yeah let us know <laughs> all right so getting back with somewhat on topic who, who knows y'all y'all show up for the shenanigans it's fine we all know this at this point uh apothecary diaries was a novel written by natsu Huga. uh the manga was also written by natsu Huga. um it's a seinen because that that fits mm-hmm. for the most part um the novels have run from 2011 to present the manga has been running from 2017 to present for a total of 12 volumes and the anime was directed by oh i can't read uh Norihiro uh Nagaduma it's done by Toho Animation and it has been running from October 22nd of 2023 to present for total as of right now 15 episodes but we are only going through episode 12 <laughs>
0: even though i have watched all the way up to episode 15 because i'm addicted to this anime it's so good
1: (laughs) it really is you you yeah i gave you two choices of really good anime and like you you couldn't have chosen wrong either way like whenever we get into Freyrin next week you're gonna be like oh wow this is different but also very good it's not as pretty yeah I will say you mm-hmm. definitely chose the prettier of the two, because this is incredibly well animated.
0: It's really beautiful. Uh, I do have a little bit of background, but I'm not going to get into the drop right yet, because like Brad said, it's not finished airing. So I'll give you a loose um, understanding of where it's kind of sitting at right now with people who are racing it. But this can change pretty drastically between now and how the series finishes. Um Especially considering like sometimes animes just they're like on track with the manga and then they veer right off and then people get angry. So <laughs> we'll see um, what uh, what happens at the end of this anime. But so far I'm agreeing with these ratings. I think they're great. I think the show's great. So on Anime Planet, it's a 4.59 out of 5 or 9.18 out of 10. And on my anime list, it's an 8.81 out of 10, which is... Very high, kind of giving it a, about an average of about nine out of ten to round it, um, and I think that is a train. I, can you hear that? Did it pick up on the mic?
1: I didn't hear. There's a freight train. <laughs> choo choo.
0: Yeah, there's a train track that's not too far from my house, and we get one at around like school kickouts so around like three thirty, four o'clock, and then one at about midnight. But every now and again, it will get a random train that's like. Yeah, it's 8 30 right now. And we'll just get like a random train that comes by. And I'm like, what are you doing coming on by this time of day? You don't train at this time of day.
1: I mean, hey, as a as a Dragon Ball fan, you you train any time of day.
0: (laughs) You train anytime. But yeah, there's a couple (laughs) crossings as well. So we always hear them like being real loud, especially because we get quite a few coyotes and deer out here. And beaver actually for the one crossing because it's by a creek, and so like they're always being as loud as they can to try and get the deer off the tracks. Every <laughs> now and again, you'll just find a leg like on the side <laughs> of the road, and you're like, oh crap,
1: <laughs> just something <leg>. exploited.
0: <laughs> yeah, because they're like the huge, like the, the trains with like the shipping containers on them, like, and there's like yeah. 99 containers and like four engines on the train, like the big ones that go across North America.
1: Yeah, one of those like heaven forbid you get caught at a crossing with one of those whenever yeah. it just showed up.
0: Yeah, because you're gonna be there for ten minutes watching it go by. Like
1: I was, I was coming back from a friend of mine's concert in Chattanooga, mm. and on the way back, um, we I say we I was heading back and got caught at the crossing, like right as the thing went down, mate. I was there for fucking fifteen minutes. Like, I believe uh, it. I I have a thing whenever I drive to where I just have distances uh recognized by like how many songs I listen to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got through over four, so it's about fifteen minutes worth.
0: Yeah, that's that's insane. Wow.
1: That- i was supposed to be getting back to the house like right whenever walker and all of them were getting back from vacation because that's whenever i was house sitting for them uh Mm. when the hell did they go to disney september maybe i don't fucking know anyway Mm. whatever they did that that's whatever that was so it was a it was a party (laughs) having to sit there and wait so i was very late (laughs) getting back
0: yeah yeah it's absolutely those trains that go on by that was a quick one because it stopped already but um uh yeah, we we get them, and I'm just like sitting in my room, and I hear the train sound, and I'm just like okay, and I've started like guessing how many crates there are from not being able to see it, but just hearing how long the train goes by on the tracks. And I'm like that that sounds about like a hundred crates. <laughs> I have no idea.
1: You you've got a superpower, mate.
0: Yeah, just, it's just like the fortune teller. Least... I can
1: guess how old you are just by feeling your mm-hmm. hands. I can tell you how long a train car is just by listening to it. <laughs>
0: It's like you live in a small town with a train uh, railroad going right through it for like a decade. You learn things about trains.
1: <laughs> like I whenever they of come us by that on their little... movie, I like trains.
0: <laughs> I like trains, <laughs> 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 but like whenever they come by on their little, like they've got like a truck on like baby train wheels, and they're driving their truck down the tracks to do repairs. It's so amusing to me.
1: I I don't doubt that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's so funny. Um, Side note, but back to anime. Um, With this, with the apothecary diaries, um, in the comments, I saw a conversation happening um, towards the end of the first core, and I wanted to present you with... um, Just ask your opinion on this. Mm -hmm. Because it was um, on Crunchy. And Crunchy, if you don't watch anime on Crunchy, has um, with their comment section they have the option to mark your comment as a spoiler and then you have to actively click on it to reveal what the comment is most people use that spoiler label to mean whatever happened in this current episode so like you can be in the comments whilst watching the episode and not worry about um being spoiled but I had somebody well there was somebody in the comments that was saying please don't put anything to do with the manga in the comment section even if you're marking it with spoiler because that's what you're supposed to use it for is spoilers for the current episode not for what hasn't been released in the anime yet Um, because like just because you're a manga reader doesn't mean that you should be able to spoil these really big things um, just with, by putting the spoiler warning on it. But then other people are saying, but that's what the spoiler warning is for, is, is to let you know that there's a chance that there'll be spoilers in here. So you clicked on the spoiler warning, you know, that's your own fault. Like, they put the spoiler warning on there. So I want to know what your thought is on the etiquette of spoiler warning. Should it just be spoilers for that episode, or does it blanket mean spoilers for anything?
1: Um, spoilers for that episode, unless you tag it as such because if i'm not mm-hmm. mistaken with crunchy even after you reveal it you only see a couple of lines without having to click read more right
0: Hmm. i think so, so yeah I think it's like three
1: it should be one of those like if you're going to post a manga spoiler then tag it as a spoiler mm-hmm. then like begin typing with like manga spoiler below and then enter a couple enter and of times and then, yeah. yeah so that way it gets below the mark of having to hit read more and then you can on from there because otherwise you're just being Mm -hmm. a dick especially whenever the show isn't fucking finished
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that was kind of my my thought process as well yeah is just to like at least at the beginning of your comment just put um, manga spoiler or you know like yeah, something along those lines. I saw somebody even comment on there that they got spoiled for a show they weren't even that it wasn't even on. That comment section wasn't related to when they clicked spoiler warning, and when they got mad at the commenter, they were like, "Well, you click spoiler warning." It's like, yeah, but that' not about this show.
1: Well, it's one of those things. Like, you should not be posting JJK spoilers in Apothecary Diaries <laughs> things like that. Mm-hmm. That should not be a thing that's posted there. Like, if you're posting about like hey i'm really excited for like jjk and dr stone and this at the same time because that's all the shit that was airing last season like that makes sense but do Mm -hmm. not talk about other shows in that particular thing because i i would Mm -hmm. be incredibly fucking pissed if that happened to me not that people weren't already trying to spoil or uh, words i can also speak uh spoiler jjk shit in episodes of jjk from the manga
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I'm kind of with you on that. I think it's just like, because that's kind of how I've seen the spoiler warning be used, is just for the episode that it's on. And so the idea that somebody, like, I think it, to me, it's polite to just put in, you know, a little extra thing of like, this, this really is a spoiler and not just for the episode, you know, that feels polite to me but i i just didn't know if that was like you know what etiquette is for the comment section or what i don't let let us know what you guys think hit us up in the dms or comment sections or whatever when you get to this episode because we want to hear your guys' opinion what your thoughts are it seemed like that was kind of the general consensus on crunchyroll as well but like If you have a different opinion, if you are a person who considers like the spoiler warning to just be a blanket spoiler warning, let us know why. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So back to Apothecary Diaries um, specifically. (laughs) So general overview um, before we then dive into uh, spoiler territory. At least we will give you spoiler warnings. (laughs) Um, So we are in um uh it it doesn't actually say and it's not based on it actually has a blurb at the beginning of all of the episodes to be like not based on history or any characters or whatever so i'm just going to say like historic asia
1: yep pretty much
0: <laughs> um because i don't know what time period or even to be honest what country specifically um I don't know enough about, you know, historical dress or whatever to be able to determine this. So I'm just gonna be like, it's historic East Asia. Had to do my naughty elephant squirt water then to figure out where I was at. <laughs> um, somewhere in there. Um, and so we have Mao Mao, who is our main character. She is, I think they said 17 in the show, teenager.
1: Um, I, I who don't has been, recall, actually. I feel
0: like it was 17, and I feel like it was a passing comment, but I don't know for sure, but she's a teenager. I think that's pretty clear. Um, she's been raised by her dad, who, um, out in the country, who's an apothecary, which, um, if you don't know what that is, it's like a herbal healer. Um, so, yeah, using plants and grinding them up, making poultices and that kind of thing to be able to treat people before doctors were a thing. And then for a while in tandem with doctors and then doctors branched off and then apothecaries and doctors kind of became separate things. But at this point, apothecaries were doctors. Um, And so she'd been raised by her dad out in the country as an apothecary. And then um, she goes out to run some errands And she gets kidnapped and then finds herself um, in the inner palace serving some of the courtesans or concubines, sorry, um, of the emperor. She had been raised by courtesans. (laughs) I'm getting them confused when she was uh, because she was kind of raised like in and around. Yeah, she was raised by courtesans, like in and around a brothel. Um, So she has, like, all of this life experience from growing up in that kind of environment that she then brings to the inner palace um, when she is serving um, as a, like, cleaner maid person and then um, in the inner circle of the palace. So that's kind of the story. It's very... Um, political and very intricate, but at the same time, very easy to follow. It's incredibly bingeable. So just be aware that if you stop watching this, you will not be able to stop. Um, The only thing that I stopped for was going to the bathroom and making a new cup of coffee because I was hooked. I watched all 15 episodes within the shortest amount of time you could possibly watch 15 episodes. I was completely hooked to this show um as Brad said before the animation is incredible the sound design and music is also really really good um everything is really well written in a way that is very comprehensive it's a complicated plot with a lot of different like moving parts because of the fact that it's you know kind of like this like murder mystery and like poisonings and all of this kind of stuff that's happening within these infighting moments within the plot line and it's very easy to follow along very entertaining very gripping and it's not one of those shows that's too complicated to where you just don't give a shit anymore because you're like oh fuck it like I can't even bother to pay attention it's very very well done the balance is very very good And there's a lot of good mysteries in here that are solved very quickly and a lot of good mysteries in here that retain themselves throughout the entire core and even into the second core. So you're captured with your, you get your like immediate, um, you know, problem and solution, which is very satisfying. But then you also have this long running problem running through the show that keeps you gripped for the next episode and the next episode. It's very, very, very good. I do highly recommend it. It's a PG-13. I do think that that fits accurately. But like I said, it does have to do with poisonings, murders. There's like uh, suspicions of like, was it suicide? Was it a homicide? Like all of this kind of stuff happening. Plus you're also dealing with the fact that um, you have brothels and um, concubines who are minors. And like it's... very, like, this is, it feels true to history. It's not historically accurate, they're very clear about that, but it feels true to the severity of history for any, you know, kind of nationality. I know that there are quite a few kings and queens out there that did a whole lot of bad things, as well as, you know, emperors and empresses and that kind of stuff, so it's, like, pretty true to the fact that humans didn't have the same moral compass that they do now back then. Um, So if that's something that is uncomfortable for you to watch then maybe give this one a skip. But I think that they actually handle it very well and they don't shy away from like they don't they don't make a big deal out of it but they also in the characters reactions they're very aware of how things affect other things. So I, I guess that's kind of the best way for me to put it. It's un- it's uncomfortable at times, but it's supposed to be. Um, so yeah, I do highly recommend giving it a watch, but if you feel like you could be uncomfortable because of the content of the show, then give this one a skip. I personally don't, and I really enjoyed it.
1: Agreed. 100% agree on all counts.
0: <laughs> yeah. Chicken hats? Chicken hats. Bacock. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, damn it! Needed to need to figure out some way to incorporate chicken hats into the new YouTube background.
0: Mm-hmm. That would be funny.
1: Uh, speaking of, still haven't gotten the uh, quote back yet, but it's fine.
0: Yeah, um, I've done a few more thumbnails. It's just, this is just a side tangent. We're talking about the YouTube channel. Um, we're trying to get it I... like back up and running and functioning. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, this is a, I apologize because my shit fucked up. And then I'd, I lost a lot of motivation because I couldn't get things back to where they were. Yeah. So I, it's, was, it,
0: I mean, it was just a, a harsh time for the pair of us. So the YouTube channel kind of fell apart a little bit. But we are working on getting it back together actively. We've done a lot of work on thumbnails, on rebranding on um we're taking this time to really like analyze everything and figure out where we want to go and building new projects and stuff because both of us are kind of re-motivated I feel like we've had some really good conversations over the past couple of days and um we've got a lot of fun things in the works so um yeah there it should hopefully be up and running soon I can't give you a set date on that because we are waiting on things like artists and stuff like that but yeah we are working on it um we promise (laughs)
1: Yeah, and I will say, too, I'm incredibly excited because this truly feels like us to where Mm -hmm. other individuals had a hand in the stuff that was done prior. So Mm -hmm. it's nice because everything going forward is entirely us. Like, it's our input, like, minus the stuff done by the artists. Like, that's still, like, I have full... uh, Whatever I'm trying to think of. Like, I have full like control and making sure that that's done like to Mm -hmm. our specifications so i am very much looking forward to uh that to come and yeah like you said as well like we were both re-motivated that stint i took from getting episodes edited which i will fully own up to for the short break of uploads i'm not gonna lie i got burnt all the way out
0: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm
1: between the health issues and everything else like i was i was done with everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) and as i like slowly got my motivation back and started like listening through the episodes as i was editing them like it kind of like relit that fire because i guess Mm -hmm. it kind of like changed my perspective from having the break and as i was just listening through and editing through i'm not gonna lie because with you editing the last episode and it having been as long as it had been since you had done that. um, Did you find it as enjoyable as I did to like sit through and edit these? I do
0: enjoy it. I find it cringe as well because I just am so self-critical at something I'm working on, but like, I'm like, Oh, come on, but I do enjoy the process of editing. I like how kind of monotonous it is. <laughs> I like how mono- <laughs> monotonous is. but I do. Like, it's just kind of one of those things where you can kind of shut your brain off and you get to really know what sound looks like. And sometimes you end up with problems that are like super fun to problem solve. Um, yeah, I don't know. And, and like, you forget you say things and then you hear them back and you're like, I forgot we had that conversation completely. Um, which is fun to like rediscover what you just said.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, it was, and I don't know if it's just how much editing I've done on the podcast, but it like I don't even find it cringe anymore listening back mm. to it because it's just like I don't even recognize me as me in that. Yeah. So it's, for the most part, I don't of, either.
0: I just hear myself as sound, like you just you just are sound. But yeah. then every now and again, I'll say something and I'll be like, Oh, why did I say
1: that? And yet you see it's stuff like that. Like I was listening through um, everything and like, I was just laughing along with us and our stupidity. Like it was just, it was such a fun experience because I felt like I was just enjoying the podcast for mm-hmm. what it was and just overall like I don't know, but just something about it just gave me life. Like, I mm-hmm. just, oh, it was so good. So good. And it just kind of, like, relit that fire and, like, okay, I can do this. I can get back into the swing of things and go.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, fully, fully. I've got, yeah, I am i don't know. Like, I, I, I just feel better about where we're going with things now, and I'm excited to see where we end up.
1: I I agree as well. Mm. We are, like, I don't want to say, like, I'm the most motivated that I've been since we've been doing this. Because I, God, I don't want this to sound old and tiresome. But this genuinely is, like, my favorite part of the week. Mm. So, like, I enjoyed nothing more than sitting down with you and just bullshitting for an hour to an hour and a half. And just, like, I... <laughs> god I love this so so much (laughs) so so I, it's nice to just have the motivation to try to get all the back end stuff done because it does get monotonous and it does get tedious because we're on fuck including the anime island episodes from the past and the ones that I have to come because I am scheduling those again slowly but surely because you know Mm -hmm. extra content to chill out (laughs) uh it's just i don't know like i have like we have so much more to look forward to and i don't know i'm just excited it's a yeah. new year new possibilities a lot of shenanigans i'm looking forward to it
0: yeah no fully agree fully agree i forgot Apothecary the diaries
1: <laughs> i was gonna say you look like you had like a big lead up there to get into and then it just left you
0: It just just gone just gone i'll drink my hazelnut latte instead
1: i'm gonna sit here and enjoy my water
0: um yeah hydrate so i guess we'll go through the first core um by characters and then i want to get into theories for the second core. both of us you said you're up to date right
1: uh i'm only through episode 12
0: through episode 12 okay so
1: yeah i literally finished that right before we sat down to <laughs> okay. record
0: this. so i won't tell you anything that happens next but i do want to hear your theories for what happens within the second core um and who you think certain characters are because i think it's quite clear that some of them aren't who they say they are entirely so yeah
1: i'm i've my brain is working through things still like mm-hmm. as we sit here and record this mm-hmm. honestly i feel like i need to go back through and watch it from the beginning
0: mm-hmm. because yes, if so there's any, like, foreshadowing. Has,
1: yeah because i mean it's one of those things where whenever i rewatch attack on titan now i see so much foreshadowing of all the shit that's to come and so part of me just wants to go back and rewatch through this but also I feel like there's a lot of stuff that kind of went over my head to where as stuff is happening now, I'm like, oh wait, hang on, did I miss something? Oh no, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah. I because the show feel is like
1: incredibly intelligent.
0: It's really intelligent, and I do think that you have to kind of pay attention to some of the subtle conversations that happen between um, characters to be able to understand, specifically like the long running plot line, Because, like I said in the intro of this, there was there's like. Um, storylines that are one or two episodes long where it's like you have a person who's usually been poisoned and then by the end of either that episode or the next episode they figured out kind of what happened to them or like you know who did it like it there's kind of like these mini mysteries that happen within a couple of episodes Um, and then but even
1: then like those are still linked together Ve- like it all yeah. just wraps around I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie and if any of my players are listening to this you better have a fucking spare character sheet ready I'm mm-hmm. taking notes from this fucking show oh, yeah. <laughs> for the D&D campaign because this shit Filly. is so smart for yeah. like, building huge overarching plot lines mm-hmm. like we were discussing shit to like cause like the great big debacle that's gonna happen in the D campaign and honestly mm-hmm. something like this could be a really good thing for something like that fully
0: i mean just the like yeah the the subtleties of like her relationship with her dad um the intricacies of like where she grew up with the courtesans and the brothel and how they have connections into the palace that are then slowly like built and or like People are like they know where she grew up. They know of the people that she knows. She's able to use connections with her hometown, even though she grew up away from the palace. Just because she grew up in the entertainment district, <laughs> it's where Acted yep. Eveslayer. Uh, <laughs> but like they, everything is so interwoven, and and then you get like all of the relationships within the palace are incredibly complicated. Um, and we don't really know much about the emperor himself but like the main influence who is the emperor we don't know pretty much anything about um because throughout the entire first core he has like what two seconds of an appearance like
1: it's just like he's shown for a couple of frames and like a glancing shot and Mm -hmm. then that's it like you have the palace party where he's like yeah i'm sitting here but Mm -hmm. the entire show they're all talking about how they've spent like how he's spending time with all these you know consorts and everything and it's like okay where is Mm -hmm. that like yeah here's a frame of him next to them but really he's not yet he's fathering these children and then it's like I genuinely don't give a shit about this dude honestly I give more of a shit about his father because it's alluding to so much shit that happened before him to where it's just like I've I care more about that than I do this dude honestly this dude sounds like a prick
0: yeah yeah it's very interesting to have your entire world ran by one person directly like these are the like you said these are the the consorts that are being visited by him at night and we don't see him during those visits but we see them the day before and we see them the day after and so like we are brought along on this journey but he's this kind of like omnipotent ruler that we don't actually have much of a connection with which is such an interesting dynamic that he's really not very much a part of the show but has so much direct influence um then uh yeah so so with her relationships with all of the consorts um Mau quickly rises through the ranks and becomes a lady in waiting for one of them I Love Mama's commitment to Poisons. I think it's a fantastic character design um, that she is just completely addicted to them. And uh, it's like an obsession to her. And it allows for some really fantastic um, humor throughout the show and some really good breakdowns when things get too tense and they want to add in. Um, a little bit of humor to break up the emotion. Specifically, I think when things get too tense, kind of in a romantic kind of way, because mm. of Jinchi, who is, um, who says he's in a who which is uh, like a male palace servant, server person who has been, um, what do they call it? What's the word for it? Uh, castrated. Yep. Um, because they all were like all guys were, uh, if they worked in the palace, because otherwise people might be getting pregnant that weren't sleeping with the emperor. So yep. goodbye to everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, so he, but he's like considered to be this really androgynous beauty who attracts both men and women. Nobody can resist him. He is like, able to use and he very very cleverly uses his looks to manipulate people to get them to do what he wants or tell them their secrets or um just like influence them and he uses that to not only his advantage but also as he gains affection for mama he also starts to use it for her benefit as well Um, Mm -hmm. and he is very interested in her, but she's like the only person who seems to be able to kind of resist him or like, she's not, she's so obsessed with being an apothecary and learning and studying poisons and, and medicines that he's just kind of not in her radar. It's not even that she dislikes him because she clearly likes him as a person, but she's just not interested in anything romantic or sexual at all because she grew up surrounded by it. Like that's been, she's known about it from a very, very young age. And it's always been a thing of like, you know, eventually you'll probably work in the brothel as well. Like it was kind of known to her throughout her life that she was being raised by these quarters um, and sisters. And therefore she would kind of grow up to be in that world as well. And then obviously that didn't happen because of getting kidnapped and then taken to the palace. Um, but so she's completely surrounded by it. So she's very knowledgeable about all this stuff, which makes some really good humor throughout the show uh, because she has absolutely no interest in it. And so they have a very interesting dynamic where he's um, kind of puppying after her and she's like, I just want to focus on my poisons.
1: <laughs> she's like, fuck you let me have poison <laughs> yeah so here for it i i will say i love the humor in the show too agreed like how many times mao mao was flung out of buildings and she's just like <laughs> boing boing like they yeah. had to make the sound effects mm-hmm.
0: and the the fact that the other ladies in waiting Um, Got the complete wrong impression of her life before she entered the palace, thinking that she was like heavily abused and everything because she wears a bandage on her left arm due to the experiments that she has performed on herself. Um, and, uh, (laughs) And because of those experiments, she's got like an arm that's covered in scars and so she wears a bandage on it. And they have interpreted that as her having been abused and needing care and everything. So they don't let her do any work. But she doesn't know that that's what they've interpreted it as. And so they're all, like, pitying her and, like, crying and feeling so sad about her previous life. And she's like, la, la, like, this is fine. <laughs> like She doesn't know anything. <laughs> it's really
1: funny. I'm getting paid a bunch of money to basically do nothing. It's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah. And honestly, her part of her character is the fact that she is is so oblivious to anything outside of her realm of interest. And she actually, um, like, yeah, she's just so focused on what she cares about that anything outside of that just doesn't compute with her. And so like, they try and give her hints. They try and be like, for instance, there was a a thing with hairpins. And like, if you receive a hairpin, um, it can mean like possession. So if you, if you accept a hairpin, it's like a, um, uh, if you, it could be like, I want to romantically get involved with you, or it can mean like, I want you to come work for me or like perform tasks for me, whatever. Um, and she got a hairpin, um, from, um, I forgot his name, Jinshi, and he Meant it to her romantically. She did not understand at all. <laughs> didn't didn't get it, and uh, ended up going off with another guy to be able to go outside of the palace to get express permission to be able to leave the palace. Um, trading him a time with her older sisters at the brothel um, for her to, for him to be able to escort her back to her dad. Um, and and it was just really funny how she didn't get it at all, but he is absolutely devastated by it, and she just. Yeah. They were, like, so hinting to her. They basically told her this, so much so that they never actually mentioned the true intentions of these hairpins at all throughout the entire show. They never expressly say it. But you, as a viewer, completely understand what he was intending by it because of how heavily they hint to the what the meaning of this hairpin is, and she doesn't get it at all.
1: hmm Oh, I love obliviousness in anime. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Um, we wouldn't have rom-coms if it wasn't for people that didn't know how to convey their <laughs> feelings through. Honestly, true.
0: True, true, true. Uh,
1: um,
0: yeah, the show is very good at taking you to very intense moments. Um, obviously, you're dealing with mortality throughout the show quite heavily, and there are really tragic moments Um, that are shown a lot of the time in, like, reflection, but sometimes in the moment as well. You get to see, like, awful things that are happening and people that are neglecting, you know, their duty of care. Um, But also at the same time, this show has a lightness and a freshness to it, and I think that's shown not just in the characters and in the humour in the show, but also in the art design and the music. It's very much able to transition seamlessly from intense, heavy feeling to not just humor but also um, happiness, romance, um, mystery, without making you feel too, like too much of a stark contrast.
1: Yeah, it lets it lets everything that needs to be breathe but then it gives it the humor when it needs it like everything is expertly paced like i have no issues with pacing mm-hmm. in this show Agreed. whatsoever mm-hmm. and that's normally not how things go like things mm-hmm. typically especially in anime they don't let you sit with a feeling long enough typically it's like all right on to the next bit or you're sad here's some comedy and mm-hmm. this show was just like, no, here's this thing. All right, let's work through this. Oh, all right, you've worked through it. Okay, here's a funny moment. All right, here's mm-hmm. some more funny. And it's just like, it continually, like, it's a revolving door of emotions, but it's still unique and comes across well every single time.
0: Agreed. <clears throat> Agreed, yeah. One thing I also appreciate, about the show is the lingering feelings of the characters some absolutely tragic things happen to these characters and it shows them not getting over it immediately like there there are cases of infant fatality and people that are still grieving like 18 19 years later like it's like there's a consistent like just emotion a human emotion that these people really have um that that is relatable it's not one of those shows you know how like we complain about when somebody has a cut and then 15 minutes later in anime it's all healed again I find they do that a lot with emotion as well like oh my god they just went through that tragic thing and then in the next episode they're fine and have like don't have ptsd from it like they're just chill And this show doesn't really let them get away with it. It's still lighthearted and it doesn't go into like the huge depth of depression and consequences for things, but it does acknowledge that feelings linger. And I do appreciate that
1: about the show. 100% agree.
0: Mm -hmm. One thing I will say that I wasn't a huge fan of was the, um, music backed kind of, um, what, what, what recaps they had a, a recaps that were just backed by music and they were just flick through emotions and they were trying to get you into an emotion but I just found them annoying and I could say that this might just be an ADHD thing I do have a very short attention span part of it um but I did find like I wanted new content I wanted new information I was already there where they wanted me emotionally so I didn't need the montage to get me where they wanted me to be able to then present because they were only like 30 seconds long or whatever they weren't long but they what they were trying to do with it was to transition from the previous point to then the big reveal and to take you there through this montage reflecting everything that had just happened and maybe this was also because i did binge the show so i will take into account that if you watch this week to week the montage could be helpful but for me i found that i didn't need it i was already where they wanted me to be emotionally so I didn't need the reflection to get there, to then have the reveal, to feel the feelings that they needed me to feel. They had already put me there. I don't know about you.
1: Uh, I, I watched this a little bit more sporadically. Obviously mm-hmm. I watched the last three episodes, but literally finished them right before we sat down to record. But um, so I get it, but I feel like a lot of that too was just on the fact that since we weren't watching it week to week, having that little bit of extra buildup would have been nice for the casual viewer Mm -hmm. or i guess the intended week-to-week television audience Mm -hmm. especially because most of the people that watch this on television they're consuming a lot of other television at the same time whereas Mm -hmm. i can't really speak for you but as far as anime goes what we cover on the podcast at the moment is kind of all i'm consuming
0: yeah at the moment of, yeah. or yeah except
1: for saturdays because saturdays have become my like binge all the other shows that i'm currently <laughs> watching between all the trash and everything else
0: yeah no i'm with so, you on like watch the podcast anime and then maybe i'll read some manga or read a light novel or something but for watching it's kind of just what we watch on the podcast
1: yeah so it's just kind of become one of those things of you know that's how that takes place so but i i get it i get the need for recap just to make sure that everybody's on the same page before they do the big reveal Mm -hmm. but whenever you are binging it does kind of take you out of the experience a little bit Mm -hmm. but i i didn't have so much of an issue with it for me personally yeah
0: yeah that was my only criticism i wouldn't necessarily say it was like a huge issue because i do understand why they did it because like i said like If you are watching it week to week, you probably would find it useful. I just didn't. And so like it's it's kind of the only negative that I really have about the show because the sound design is great. The storyline is great. The mysteries are great. The characters are great. The emotions throughout the show is fantastic. As you said, the uh, pacing is really, really fantastic. I don't really have much to complain about. Other than that, I think they address some very serious topics very well. And I'm hooked. I can't wait for the next episode to come out.
1: Is, is this going to become our new uh, Watch Together weekly? Honestly, situation? yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm, I
0: mean, down. I'm
1: I'm here for it. I'm totally yeah. down for that. That's a, like, that's definitely an option.
0: Yeah, I don't have anything else to say about it, really. What about you? Uh,
1: I, I do have one topic I wanted to bring up mm-hmm. really quick. The OP. Did okay. that remind you of anyone?
0: Um. Uh, yes, but I couldn't place
1: it. Okay, I'm going to say a name, and I need you to tell me if it... If it clicks for you the way that it did for me, okay, Shakira.
0: Oh, I get it. Yeah, I get it.
1: (laughs) As soon as I heard the OP, I was like, "Wait a sec!
0: (laughs) Wait a second Yeah, no, I get (laughs) it." Wait a
1: minute. That's probably why I couldn't place it. (laughs)
0: It's really why I couldn't place it because I was like, "I, I got confused between the first and second OP for a second, but yeah, no, the first one." Yeah, yeah, I, I get see, it. See, I yeah. haven't
1: even heard the second one. I, so yeah. I have no clue what I'm getting into as far as that's concerned.
0: I, you got to watch the next two episodes. It's so... The, the next core, dude, it, it's, there, it's getting interesting.
1: <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll watch it over the next couple of days and get back to you. I still also mm. have to watch Pride and Prejudice.
0: Yeah, I do think you'll like it. Just because it's so beautiful. The score is so beautiful. And it's a romance, so you'll yeah. love it.
1: I will uh I'll definitely get back to you on that because I I take your recommendations to heart, unless it's uh anime about diving, in which case no. I absolutely <laughs> will never do that again. I
0: have blinkers <laughs> on when it comes to sports anime. I'm like, all I can see is sports.
1: <laughs> it's like I give no fucks about anything else, just sports. Let me it's have it. Sport.
0: It's sport and I gotta watch. <laughs> oh. That's
1: you with sports anime, like...
0: me with sport.
1: Look, all right, I I at least know whenever what I'm watching is a dumpster fire, and I will openly admit when it's a dumpster fire. Thankfully, A Sign of Affection is not a dumpster fire. It's actually amazing. It's you know, if a silent voice had no bullying and was all romance. Fair enough. So it's you know, if if you want a wholesome story with a happy ending, God, I hope this anime has a happy ending.
0: Oh God, me too.
1: But if oh god, if sign of affection does not have a happy ending, I'm gonna be real upset. I'm gonna literally be a silent voice all over again. <laughs> oh, oh.
0: Um, yeah, as
1: far as this show goes, though, OP's is great. ED mm-hmm. is decent. I'm not gonna dock points for the ED, but the OP is very well done. Animation mm-hmm. on it is also incredible. Mm-hmm. I I really don't have any negatives for the no, show. Neither. Like. I understand where you're coming from as far as your bit though, but I can't complain.
0: Yeah, that about was the it. only but thing. Still... And that's me being so picky because I I can't think of anything else.
1: Yeah. And so that's why I feel like for me like the EDs kind of the weakest thing, but also mm-hmm. like I'm I'm a fan of Japanese ballads. Like that's kind of one of my favorite thing to go to sleep to at night is to just turn on like a Japanese ballads playlist and just drift off to sleep. Don't ask me why; it's just they're soothing and peaceful. So i I can honestly add that to the playlist. <laughs> but yeah, good show, good show. What you uh? uh I assume you are at a nine since you were heavily agreeing nine. with everything else.
0: I am at a nine not even because of the montages purely because i feel like i can't rate a show that isn't finished a 10 out of 10 Mm -hmm. so understandable i'm reserving uh, that point to see how it finishes
1: to see if it can stick its landing
0: yeah if it can stick the landing it's a full 10 out of 10 i fucking love this show
1: (laughs) as long as they don't pull the clover works you're giving it a 10 is what
0: i mean yeah (laughs) if they screw up the ending then i'll crack but like other than that we're good
1: I mean, it doesn't seem like they're going to screw up the ending, considering it's still ongoing, both the light novel and manga.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I, I don't think you have anything to worry about.
0: Yeah. Genuinely, this show is, is so good, and I highly recommend it. What do you give it? Uh,
1: I'm torn. I'm between, like, an 8.5 and a 9.
0: It's rare that you're lower than me.
1: It It is incredibly rare, especially whenever I'm the one that chooses the topics, because mm-hmm. I'm usually like presenting you with something that i've already seen mm-hmm. whereas this was one of those to where i hadn't seen it but i had seen uh like clips of it and so i was like okay like this is obviously up your alley with you know the witchy background and everything <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> so i was like this could 100 percent like suit your taste so that's why I presented it alongside Freyrin because I I absolutely adore Freyrin with every mm-hmm. part of my being. But I saw the animation style on this, and I was like, if it is that consistent throughout the show and not just these clips, like, I'm obviously going to love it. And I did. Like, I really, really enjoyed the show. Mm-hmm. It's just part of me feels like a nine is too high, considering mm-hmm. it's not finished. Mm-hmm. But that's just my own personal opinion. Like I've given, that's fine. I've given other stupid shit than before. So it's you like can, I don't know why you also I'm being haven't so seen the it. beginning
0: of the next war, and I do feel like that is slightly influencing me as well because I know where it's going, whereas you have no idea where it's going
1: that is true. So tell you mm. what, for the spreadsheet put in like a tentative 8.5 and <laughs> we'll uh with like a question mark and then I'll update that whenever we sit down to record <sighs> Friday next. That's
0: good. But yeah, if you are not on this show yet um and you need a new weekly show to watch, I think it's going to have 21 episodes in total, 24. Um so you have a fair few weeks left of this show airing weekly, so Binge it now, and then start watching it week to week because this one is really, really freaking good. Um, yeah, and get ready
1: for our weekly updates.
0: Yeah, for sure. It gets <laughs> it deals with heavy topics, but it's a very slice of life vibe, so it doesn't ever get so depressing to where you feel like you are exhausted. So that's why I think I like it is because it it's serious, but it's not that serious.
1: It it's fantasy slice of life, mm-hmm. so you just gotta you gotta. Take it for what it's worth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like if Kong but,
1: Ming took itself seriously.
0: It feels like... a Yeah, it really feels like a D&D campaign in an anime. But, like, it, less fantasy, more historical. But that's the vibe.
1: 100%. And so that's why I said, like, mm-hmm. I was watching this and I was like, I could literally work this into a D&D campaign. Like, I
0: I think you, yeah, a huge be fan
1: sick. of, like, taking elements from this. So we... Mm. You and I have discussions that need to be had because I, God, I need to work on more D&D stuff, especially since our campaign is now being postponed until the end of uh, February. Mm -hmm. Because Walker's got to have surgery uh, early Mm -hmm. next month because lame.
0: Because lame.
1: (laughs) How dare he have a deviated septum and need to get that fixed? How dare he push back my campaign?
0: Oh my
1: god. I, Walker's getting a nose job. Oh my god. Oh
0: my god.
1: And the thing about it is, like I think I have a deviated septum too. It's <laughs> just I, I don't want to have to go through that surgery because uh, the doctor flat out told him, he's like, look, you are going to fucking hate your life for about 10 days. Afterwards, you'll be as happy as you've ever been, but for those 10 days, you are going to regret ever being born and ever having the surgery done.
0: Yeah, because I feel like you can't sleep down. You have to, like, sleep sitting up for a while. And, like, it's... you have, like, double black eyes. You can't breathe through your nose. you got plugs up there that have to come out. Like,
1: Yeah, it's very... It's one of those things to where, like... Usually around the time, whenever we sit down to record, whenever we have these uh, later evening sessions, my nose starts to get a little stuffy. And then whenever I lay down, it's even more stuffy. It clears mm. up after mm-hmm. a while, depending on, like, how long I stay up or what I'm doing. So it's gotten to the point now to where it's fine uh, this evening. But, yeah, I don't know. One of those things. Yeah. But definitely, definitely inspiration to be taken from this. And uh, things more fun shenanigans to come
0: yeah um so yeah next week you already said what we have
1: yeah we got fragrant next week it is uh my fantasy anime of the year for 2023 and it was literally Mm -hmm. only halfway done but it's it's everything you want out of an isekai without it actually being an isekai it is a true fantasy a true custom world It has, it's very D&D vibey. It's just, it's so incredibly well done. A general overview of the story before we get into it. It's about an elf who was traveling with um, human companions. And elves notoriously in uh, D&D and just folklore in general have about 10 times the lifespan of a normal human Mm -hmm. Whereas humans in fantasy live to be about a hundred, whereas elves live to be a thousand. And so it's her coming to terms with, you know, traveling with a group of humans for a period of time and then having outlived them and having to like come to terms with that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So incredibly well done. I adore Every bit of the story, it's emotional, it's impactful, it's it's incredibly well done, and I am currently starting the manga because I've heard very good things.
0: Yeah, so no, I'm stoked to get into it. I think I don't know if we've ever done a fantasy that isn't an isekai, which is interesting. Like I, I don't, I don't. I'm know now we questioning
1: have. this. I'm I'm pulling up the spreadsheet really quick because I've. Why not carry on the episode for just a little bit more? Who who cares? <laughs> Do people even listen to late into the episode? Honestly. I don't. I don't even know. It's.
0: I mean, I guess Demon Slayer retention. counts, but like,
1: I don't. It's I not it the really same vibe. To, yeah, I find um, it really hard to count Demon Slayer in that. Where's the motherfucking spreadsheet?
0: Uh, so we've done. Weissman's grandchild obviously. Uh um, He's a guy. He's a guy. I mean, you've got the Ghibli films, but again, not the same vibe.
1: 100% not the same vibe. Ghibli is just a mind of its own. Did did we talk about Ghibli in the past couple of episodes?
0: I don't know that we have.
1: So, fun fact, The Boy and the Heron, uh, Hayao Miyazaki's final film won the golden globe for uh best animated picture
0: Hmm.
1: so i th- i think it's like the first japanese film to beat out like a bunch of american films it beat out uh the new spider verse film which I'm honestly okay. shocked me
0: yeah because hell? from
1: yeah because every uh the way everybody talks about it um apparently the spider verse films are absolutely incredible Mm. But what pissed me off is it beat out Susan May. <laughs> it had no right beating out Susan May. And Susan May was up for the award.
0: Wow. That's just impressive that it was uh, nominated. Yeah, um,
1: absolutely. The Promised Neverland, I guess?
0: Yeah, I that's guess. That's fantasy, like,
1: but it's not that type of fantasy.
0: Like Violet Evergarden as well is like, but kind of, but not really. Still,
1: it, it doesn't get into like the true fantasy, though. I feel yeah. like it's more historical fiction in a way
0: yeah it's like steampunk historical fiction
1: yeah especially since we've never uh got into full metal alchemist
0: yeah even though both of us have watched it we haven't covered it
1: you know considering uh brotherhood comes in parts maybe we should should. uh maybe we should just kind of take chunks out of that
0: Full Metal Alchemist was the first anime that I ever, like, properly watched that got me into anime. So.
1: I was going to say, and you started with Brotherhood, whereas I started with Full Metal. Yeah. So I got to see the unfinished manga swivel, whereas you got to see, like, the true actual story of the manga. Mm.
0: But yeah, I can't see any. So I think next week is going to be our first true fantasy that isn't an isekai, which is. Yeah. Gonna be interesting
1: i'm looking forward to it it's gonna be fun
0: yeah um and with that social media
1: yeah bnb anime brad garen vo or brad carter gaming and blues lavenders literally everywhere youtube updates yeah. coming soon as soon as we get all that shit figured out but you can also catch our entire backlog uh up through some point in 2023 i think on mm-hmm. youtube yeah, and, and especially our older episodes, because our current podcast provider does not uh, enjoy keeping our episodes past a certain thing. So I need to figure that out or potentially change our uh, podcast provider, because I'm paying way too much money for uh, yeah. shit to not uh, have all of our stuff.
0: <laughs> but we also do have them available for download on our website. So you can just head to BBAnime.com. I think it is.
1: Yeah. I should know our website URL,
0: but I don't. That's funny. Um,
1: <laughs> BNBanime.com or uh, BNBanime.podbean.com However you want to go about finding it. You will find it at all links to the same thing. I can assure you.
0: Yeah, uh, you may need a www. That, but yes. Um,
1: yeah.
0: But yeah, so yeah. catch you all next
1: week? Yep. Uh, bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>